Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. Hello and welcome to the hot mess mums. I'm Jenny Powell and um, she's a bit crackly thanks to... um, crap wi-fi but yeah she's here it's the lovely kelly peg um and we're delighted to have on the show with us today um a couple of gorgeous glamorous and very familiar faces who are doing something quite amazing so please welcome tracy ann oberman and the lovely denise welsh hello girl hi guys (laughs) so this is something quite amazing something that's not been done before in this lockdown situation we find ourselves in indeed and it's very exciting. And um, uh, three weeks ago, our friend and wonderful actor, Julie Graham, contacted myself, Tracy, Tamsin Outhwaite, Alison Newman, um, and who Angela. else? Angela. And Angela Griffin. And yeah. her and I doing our full series together. And, um, and said, look, I've been working on a show called Done Breeding, exactly what it says on the tin. Women who are done breeding, all different stages of the menopause. I've been working on this series for years. I've decided to, um, I've been persuaded to um, to adapt it to lockdown. So it's filmed in lockdown, but not about lockdown. Mm-hmm. And we all read this amazing um, breakdown and scripts of Julie, who I didn't even know wrote. And we all jumped on board. And three weeks later, we go live on YouTube with the first episode. Yeah, it's amazing, actually, because it's the first wave. I think we're the first adopters of being able to be creative in this ridiculous, awful lockdown situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. Apart from the scripts arriving, suddenly all this kit arrived. Oh, my God. I was going to say, you've had Tracy and I, Tracy and I, it was like when we looked at the box of the kit, it was like... I mean, we have... You're not on your own. You're not on your own, Denise, let me tell you. No, but also the writing was about that big as well. So you're there going, what slots into what? How does it work? Honestly, I could. I keep telling the girls, I could film the next Avatar in my bedroom. I have, um, <laughs> I've got two lights, two cameras. You've like, got the works. Yeah. I mean, you've done amazing, Tracy, because I've had Lincoln, who, as you know, Jen, you know, is quite technical anyway, but has had to learn because of his art. So he films a lot of stuff for Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So he's kind of au okay fait with it all. But for Tracy and I, who it was great to meet another actress who we've both been working for a long time, but just like people to point cameras and lights at us and we just say some words. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And but it's 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 amazing. We all use the people within our house if we have any. Yeah. So Lincoln you know, goes into lockdown as an artist and comes out as an actor. Of course. And, uh, and he's also the director of photography. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I mean, it's just, and Angela Griffin's kids are in it and your kids are in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, are they? Oh, yes. how, what, how old are your kids, Tracy? I've got one and she's um, 13 and she's going to so, be in it. And she did a little bit of filming. But I have to say, I want to adopt Lincoln. Lincoln oh. is the uh, Cecil B. DeMille of this whole thing. He's yeah, absolutely is. He is I, knowing Lincoln, Cecil B. DeMille of the, yeah. of the thing. Well, knowing Lincoln and the way he is, he just embraces these opportunities, you know. He's, he does. He's, I mean, yeah. he's, a bit, he's a bit sick of me going... Darling, darling, <laughs> you know, can we download the PSQ 72376 for this, you know, I mean, because because it's it's a bit of a nightmare, but because everybody's working on different forums, aren't they, on Skype and Zoom yeah. and, and all, mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, yeah, I feel like I've had an app attack. That's what oh, I have. God. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, but Kelly sort of, Kelly and I are both technophobes and we, we do hear you. And, you know, you've got to have, that's when men are quite useful, really. Yeah, you know, they sort out all the gadgets. I don't, are you on your own, Tracy? Have you got a partner? No, my, no, my husband um, uh, was a musician and is now like runs a big DJ. But he's 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 very lovely, but he's very busy. Yeah. So he keeps going. Yeah, I can't I work. Can't yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, I've got my own, you know, online tech life. To yeah, I've got my own shit to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJ schools, so and they've moved all that online. So yeah. Yeah, and it's, the one who has helped is the dog, actually. Because every so often, <laughs> and our dog's very docile, I've sat him still and clipped the camera to the back of his collar and made him... Are you? Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one that put bloody head. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. That is really using your people that you're isolating with. You know. But isn't it isn't it amazing how just in three weeks you've turned this round? Yeah. I can't believe it. So it's out. Well, we saw the assembly because obviously when you're filming, you know, it, in isolation, to use that word that we used before, this type of isolation, you, you know what you're filming, but you have no idea if it's going to look like anything like the same show. And with the brilliance of the director, the producer, and the, and the editor, and they've now got a grader who happened to have the thing, it looks like we're in the same show. And remember, we're not filming it about lockdown because we didn't no. want to, and Julie didn't want to date it. Mm. So say, for example, Tracy's character, Gigi, is having a conversation with Angela's character, Susie. They might be on FaceTime, but not because we're in lockdown, just because no. that's how they would communicate. Yeah, you know? which, you know, um, is, is quite acceptable and, you know, it's believable. Yes. So yeah. I know that, so Gigi... Is is Gigi as I think Gigi would be? Be um, as well, I mean, I'm not a casting director, but I kind of yeah, get the picture yeah. using Tracy O. Quiet, mm. mild mannered. Uh, yes, no, uh, no. She's um. What what I love about this is that the, the the characters are very real. They're drawn brilliantly. They're all women that you can recognise. They're all past their um, you know child years and have moved on to the next phase. And it's there's there's something I think incredibly lovely about a group of women being at the cutting edge of doing this series yeah. for themselves. But it, it's, it's just great. It really feels like, bloody hell, you know, women just get on with it. You know, there was, Absolutely. No, plan, there was no ego, there was no nothing. Yeah. So Gigi is, she used to be in A&R back in the day. She was like a real rock chick. She's got a daughter somewhere that she sort of lost contact with. She would like to remake Contact. She's still sees herself as kind of like 
sexy happening, the Sam Jones of the group from Sex and the City. And yet, you know, tick tock, tick tock, the body does strange things to you. Sometimes, you know, you're feeling like you're most sexiest and you're like, Vroom! and, uh, but it's funny. And it's these friendships that have, for, for Gigi, who runs all these Airbnbs and is sort of quite glam and darling, I'm a fixer, I'll do everything for you. It's these female friendships that have sustained her and all of them through their years of, of, of knowing each other, I think. Is that right, Jenny? Yes, absolutely right. And I'm a little bit, my character doll is a bit of an outsider. It was funny though, because they've been encouraging us to take sort of like sort of behind the scenes shots and stuff of, you know, just to put on social media and keep the, the buzz going. And Tracy's, you were dead right about Gigi, but also Tracy. And I, I commented and I said, why does Tracy's behind the scenes shot look like a Vogue shoot? Me and Lincoln look like a still from the Crankies. Because Tracy's is always just so gorgeous. <laughs> but Doll, Doll is actually, um, she is the mother-in-law, yeah. uh, brashy northern. I no idea why Judy thought of me, girls, as you can imagine. Um, but um, Brushy Northerner, and she is the uh, mother-in-law of Wanda, played brilliantly by Alison Newman. She hates Wanda because Wanda was married to her son, Danny. Danny is a bit of a wife beater, a bit of an alcoholic. We don't see him or we haven't yet. But of course, Doll, like a lot of those mothers, um, a real sort of tiger mother, she, she says that he's, there's nothing he can do wrong in her eyes. So okay. if, if, if Danny is an alcoholic, that's because Wanda's driven him to it. Okay. And uh, so, but the only reason she keeps contact with Wanda is because of her beloved grandson, Ozzy, played by my Louis. Right, okay. As you know, Jenny, oh, I, so was I was 110 when I had Louis in my <laughs> life. So I'm much more of the age to play his grandmother than to play, than to play his yeah, mother. Do you know what, Den? For 110, you did well to pop a baby out. Well, I, mean, I did, I did. Yeah, you did and a so good he's, job. He's, um, he's... He's isolating with his brother down in Oxford, so he's doing his, um, you know, scenes with there uh, with, with with Wanda for um, episode three. You can't and, get um, Matty in it, then, can you? No, I don't know whether it's Matty's cup of tea. I, keep I was going to say it's not. I'm really catching brother in the back of the shops. It'll be great for publicity, wouldn't it? Hey, yeah. Is but, it kind um, of you say? Is it Denise's like whole like brood and legacy? Like the creativity has now gone down. I love, I love your whole family and story, Denise. You know, especially oh, your dad. You. What about well, your dad? My dad. Well, my dad. Really? My dad. Um, Ian McCallum, who is our brilliant press officer that we've all worked with on various shows. I mean, we're so lucky that lockdown is giving us people like Ian McCallum, who normally would say, you know, I haven't got time or whatever, but he's able yeah. to do it and created such a, a buzz. But last week I was doing something and Ian said, um, right, I've written the brief for your interview, Denise. So you're in it, obviously. And your, your husband is playing your boyfriend, Zoot. Your son is playing your grandson and your dad, Vin's in it. And I found him up and went, is he? And he said, yes. Julie said she's writing him a drag cameo as one of your neighbours. My prayers have been answered. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My dad, Tracy, is in love with Jenny. Oh, oh well, I mean, proper, proper obsessed, you know, to yeah. me, as is her dad with me, I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> my dad has got the hots for Den, and um, yeah, once so. my dad watches um, you, he'll definitely have a hots for you oh, as well. well, well, well God. God. Den, I think I may be yeah. usurped by Miss Overman with your dad. Um, what, what does your dad do, Den? I don't know anything about. Well, my dad. Oh, you're going to love this, been. Tracy. Have you got I'll an hour? You, I'll send you a thing. My, my dad is 83, and he is the party animal. As all the girls know, he's he's a flirt. He gets away with things that maybe other people wouldn't, and you start to go, <laughs> you know. 
but um, but the, my, my friends all, all all love him, and um, so this has obviously been you know it's it's quite tough for him. But years ago, although he was in the confectionery business that my grandpa had, so he had a very boring job and he hated it. He went to a fancy dress when he was twenty one, and he was a very um, pretty young man. You know how you have like really handsome guys. He's twinkly, isn't he? He's quite yeah, twinkly. He was, He's he got was twinkly eyes and, and quite and a dude. Anyway, as far back as he was 21, 22, my mum did him up as a woman and he looked amazing. And he went to a friend's party and being dad told a few gags and made people laugh. And people started to say, well, Vin, would you come to our party? So he started doing a drag act. And because our surname is Welsh, she went out as Raquel. Oh, that's amazing. Now, obviously, Raquel at 83 isn't quite cutting the mustard as, you know, physically. But in lockdown the other day, Dad sent me a thing which I then posted, which was him dressed as Dolly Parton, dancing around the lawn singing Jolene. I saw that and I didn't understand what it was. was. And then the other day when I phoned home, I heard Tina Turner in the background. So I know that in a few days, coming to an Instagram near you will be be Tina Turner. They're They're all broad Geordie. You know, they, he doesn't do the accent of any of them, but he's absolutely of- adorable. And I've got to tell you, the funniest thing is sometimes when um, Denise is what well, used to be away a lot, not so much now. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I know where she is now, which is good. <laughs> but um, uh, a while back when she was traveling a lot, he'd be down in near me because Denise lives near me and he'd be down at her house and he'd be like, text me going, well, yeah, Jenny, um, I'm just. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like that. My friend's coffee. And I was like, Denise is hanging out with you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, we digress. Sorry, Kelly. We are digressing. Loving it. Did did he ever do the boulevard, Denise, in Newcastle? No, he wasn't really professional. Years ago, I'm talking 20 years ago, he did enter the Evening Chronicle Pub Entertainer of the Year and he got second place and he got an equity card. In, in his 60s and he sort of went he would do like you know a couple of lines in heartbeat and a couple of lines in this and a couple of lines in that but it's really been more on a sort of amateur level obviously because of loose women they have surprised me over the years on numerous occasions where i think my dad is topped up safely in newcastle and suddenly Amazing. marilyn monroe walks on and it's Amazing. me dad you know what i mean well he certainly earned his role I, I, oh, it, but it might has. lead to something he has, yeah, and I'm very proud. I'm very proud of how he's feeling with lockdown. But, uh, it's funny because I look at Kelly, and she's like got two young kids, and um, us three, our eggs are dead. Oh, that is a lovely way of putting it. I know that. Sorry, that's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah, people yeah. say to me, "Oh, you can have yeah. another baby," because I've got a younger uh, partner, and they go, "You have another." I said, "So my eggs are dead. They've been a, they've yeah. dead ages ago." So yeah. I'm kind of resonating with this series that you're bringing out. How many have you got, Jenny? Two. So I've got 11 and 19. So my, but I was a late mum as well, so I'm I definitely my ex are dead. Well, How yeah. old were you, Trace? How old were you, Tracy? I was. I had my daughter on my 39th birthday, and I'd yeah. never even held a baby until I came out of that. Wow. Wow, that was a shock. I genuinely... Yeah. I had never even kept a goldfish or a plant alive. So I was, I was, and I'd had a couple of miscarriages and I thought, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I'd meet people who are pregnant. It was like, oh, good luck. Bye-bye. No interest. And then out yeah. came this baby and it was like, oh my God, just fell in love. Just, Do you think it's a good call to have children later on? Um, I don't know. I think for me, I've got the patience and the kind of interest in it that I probably wouldn't have done in my 20s. And I feel that I've been there, done it, parted it, yeah. 
I didn't yeah. ever feel that I missed out on anything. And that was quite Yeah. I think I'm definitely, just because I had so many issues growing up, you know, in my, in my younger years. I mean, I, I wasn't young. I was 31 when I had Matty, but I was still, I was going through a lot. Well, it, you know, having a baby, I had the postnatal depression mm. that led to self-medication, da, 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 da. da. And, and, and I was 43 when oh, I had yeah. Louis. Yeah. Going that. I mean, and, and Louis wasn't, you know, Louis wasn't planned. It was, you know, a one-off thing with my husband in Amsterdam. And Louis goes, yeah, thanks, Mum, for talking about your romantic conception of me <laughs> on the television. Um, you know, so, I mean, that was unbelievable that I did have an egg that was alive. Wow. Yeah. At, at that age. And thank the Lord, you know, I don't, I'm not religious, but thank, thank you, whatever, that, that I had him because I'm a... I'm a much better mother to Louis than I, I guess I was to Matty just because I've sorted out a lot of my own issues, you know. God, is that, is that hard, though, to know that? Do you, feel, do you feel some way towards Matty that you need to bond with? I don't know. How does that make you feel? I do, I, I do Tracy, and there are certain issues, you know, that, um, yeah, I have a, I mean, I adore both my children, and I'm very luckily that they, that they adore me, but... Um, there were certain things growing up that people said, do you have any regrets? And I, you know, you shouldn't have regrets. Well, I think that's impossible. I do have regrets. Mm -hmm. And I do have regrets that I was self-medicating through some of Matty growing up. At the same time, as I have pointed out, the 1975 globally successful band, if I had been the person I am now, sober, and going to bed at 11 o'clock with a crumpet, um, the 1975 wouldn't have been able to form yeah. a band, you know, smoking whatever in my you know in, in our old garages at the other house yeah. not in a million years would that have happened but um but but yeah you know Matthew says mom if you haven't been a bit rock and roll and I get that but yes if I could do things again there are things I would I, I would I would do differently and it is something that Matthew and I have started to explore yeah, in our you relationship. You can talk about it more now can't you? Yeah you know. yeah. But Kelly are yeah. we putting you off here as a young mom? <laughs> I'm not not really am I so I had Ava at 30 and yeah, that's true yeah two and a half and I'm 39 in October yeah and are you do are you done breeding now Kelly do you think well I was about to say I have that huge question mark over me all the time do mm. I have a third and I go like this with it constantly you know whether I'm ready to kind of stop but mm. there's this thing in me that says I want one more and I don't want to get to that point where I can't so yeah, I get you my husband's older than me. He's fifty-two in July. Okay, so he and he would like another, but obviously. Oh, he would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> because the sleepless nights and the toys everywhere and the it's hard, isn't it? You know, I look at like Jenny and you ladies and think, wow, you know, you can put yourself first a bit more. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like I'm clinging on most days. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny though, because I've got one. So, you know, I get I used to get a lot of the um, you know, and it was a whole new world. So I was discovering this what being a mum and having children was like on a need to know basis. And I always used to get the sad face that only the one, like I oh, yeah. had terminal mm -hmm. cancer, you know, and which which ones are yours? Oh, just that little one. <gasps> only the one. <laughs> yeah. Worst thing, you know, and I remember this friend of mine, I you know, I never thought I'd have a baby, I never thought I'd have a living baby, and I can <laughs> on my 40th had a cake and a baby, and she was in this bar. My friend came over and I remember her looking at this miracle and going, oh, Tracy, you know, you'd better get on and have another one because when you and Rob die, she's going to be all alone. Oh, I know. And that thing has been ticking in the back but of my... there are people that do that. Do you know? 
But actually, so oh, no, it's unbelievable. But she, that's the way it is. That was the way our family was meant to you be. You know something, all my, all my friends who have got, there is a, such a difference, I think, between being only and lonely. And all, yes. of my, all of my friends who are only children, it depends totally on the parents they had, totally on the upbringing they had, and they are totally fine. And then I've got other friends who've got a million siblings and they speak to none of them. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't mean that because you're an, you're an only no. child. And to be honest, both of my kids, you know, Matthew, we weren't excited to tell him Louis was coming. We were terrified because he had <laughs> such a great time on yeah. his own. He yeah. want this snotty nosed other kid coming in. Yeah. And I say to my daughter, would you like us to get, you know, would you have liked one? And she went, no, I love my life. She went, I don't want to love I think that having a sibling does not mean, you know, it doesn't mean comfort. Because it absolutely, it, it doesn't. If you have, if you, you know, it, there's loads of people, of course, so it's great to have a sibling. But as I say, I know that with my, because it's interesting because I've had that conversation with my friends who are only children. And it so much depends on what they're, what their upbringings, uh, uh, upbringings mm. like. And as I say, my other friend who's got five, six siblings and he speaks to none of them. Very sad. But anyway. But, but it's interesting now, you know, how, you know, we, we've had these journeys with kids and now, you know, our conversations in our slightly older friendship groups, et cetera, are now, um, you know, God, I'm hot. Oh, God, am I going through it? Is this the time? You know, oh, I've got right off that. Oh, I hate him. Oh, all these things now. Our conversations have really changed, haven't they? And I know. It's bowel movements. A lot of people I know are like, oh, God, I'm so constipated. How many times? You know, people know. obsessed with their guts, their bowel yeah. movements. Their bowel movements, the wetting the self because my incontinence is just beyond. <laughs> You, know? you get so hot. I've never, I've never experienced someone get so hot and sweaty as. Crazy, honestly, it's not, well. it's not hot flushes. My hot flushes <laughs> are gone. I don't have those. She you just get hot. Those ones that you know, a hot flush. Even if you're cold, you get a hot flush, and there it is. This isn't flushes. What <laughs> it's done is, menopause has left me with hyperhidrosis. So it is, it is, it has stopped my body being able to control hot temperatures. So. If it's cold outside, I'm cold, like everybody else. But like Jenny says, if we are somewhere where all of us four were together in a room and you guys were going, oh, blimey, it's hot, Jenny would look at me and I am literally like I go like that and the water pours oh, out. Yeah. And what it's done is it's ruined the British summer for me. I'm all right. <laughs> no, honestly, it's my excuse that I have to go to Los Angeles and places where there's lots of air conditioning. I have to do it. And... Um, and it's a medical thing that I have to go abroad as much as possible because in this country, and I love a British summer, but of course we don't really do air con, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just, it's, I mean, literally, and people go, oh, I'm sure you're not that bad. Ugh. <laughs> That's true. I wonder if this will be covered in future. Is it, you've got 12 episodes, haven't you? 12, 10 minute episodes. Absolutely. And all of these things are being are being covered. Yeah, and and it you know what's lovely is the fact that you know it is still you know stigmatized. It's still a tricky thing to bring up unless you're with your close friends. And what you're hoping that this series will do? I mean, I think we obviously know the answer, but I just want to hear you two say it from from you know from your point of view. You know, for me, I don't I don't see this as a menopause series. I see this as about okay. female friendship. Comedy drama. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I really do. I see this as a female friendship of a demographic of women yeah. that we don't often see who are still, you know, I, I, all the sexy, gorgeous, stunning, at their peak actresses I know are getting the roles of grandmothers, you know, yeah. 
or to the to, to men who are like five or six years younger than them. And it's ridiculous. And those women are not, those stories are not seen on screen enough. Mm-hmm. So in an ideal world, what would be fantastic would be for something like this to become very mainstream because this is- Absolutely. We're so underrepresented. Exactly what you say. Before lockdown, I read for a film. I knew I didn't have a cat and hell's chance of, get, of getting it. You know, it was, a, it, I, it, it was one of those things. But you think, oh, it'll be quite fun to read. It was this American thing. But the reason that I loved it, it looked like it was a really, it was, it was just, it, it wasn't a great film or a great script, but one of the characters, the character I was reading for was 61, which is my age. And at no point did it reference her age, except to say she was 61, but it kept saying, and people could think it was a bit sexist, but she was basically, she was a bit of a sex, she was, she was a sexy character. And as she walked away, it said, you know, the men turned and looked and stuff. But what I loved about it is that it wasn't patronizing her because she was exactly. 61. The fact that she was 61 was just, that was her age. Mm-hmm. But it was the way that people reacted to her as if she was this kind of, you know, really sexy person. And that's what Tracy says, mm-hmm. you know, between us, we, we've all got much younger men as well, most of us. So there you go, we're doing something right. But, and also, you know, the mums are normally uh, the worst parts. In any, I just did a play, actually, where it was called Mother of Him, and it was about, yeah. as a mother, what our responsibility is for our children, how her son has done something terrible and raped three girls, and it's about the time that before the trial. Oh. It was really interesting, because this woman, you know, normally your heart sinks, you get sent, like, the mum roll, and you think, oh, God, they're the worst part in bloody anything. They're the facilitator, the giver, the, you know, they have they don't push a story. You're over the age of 30, and you, you, in no way does your character forward a storyline. You're always there to serve somebody else. The bloke. But, again, going back to this, I think dumb breeding is, is all about these women who are all having sex, who are all wanting to have sex, who are all going through the menopause, and it's kind of like annoying, but it doesn't define who they are. Yeah. It's just part of life. In the Absolutely. Sense. And I love the fact that you're saying it is about friendship uh, between yes. a group of women of very different dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, who are, you know, slightly later on in life, uh, but don't bloody look it and certainly don't bloody behave it either. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what getting on, you know, getting on in, I don't even know what that means. It's just like yeah. they're, they're 50, 14, 50, they're in their 40s and 50s, and they're just, they're just gorgeous. Every mm. one of them, every woman I know of 40, 50 is the most interesting, fabulous. Oh my God, absolutely. Gorgeous, look better now than they did in their 20s. Mm. And they're the ones that you gravitate to at a party, the woman with the fabulous shoes or the amazing hair. You know, they've got something to say. Something yeah, to and say, a bit absolutely. of gravity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and between the lot of you, the lot of you, listen to me like you're some kind of rabble, which is <laughs> very well established and amazing and beautiful actresses. But uh, between you all in this lockdown situation, just I know I could, it's boring now. In fact, God, lockdown's getting boring. God, God it is. Yeah, no, we want to move on. In this situation, um, you know, do you think for, for all of you, at first, when we first heard about lockdown, of course, everything finished. So they were talking about theatres, you know, the arts especially, all those creative things that are all sort of done and finished with. I mean, how did it feel when there was this opportunity, you know, that amidst all the negativity and like, you know, if you're an actress, forget it. Or, you know, if you're doing anything in the, in the public, that in the creative world, you know, forget it. I mean, how must you have all felt at, once Julie Graham came up with this idea and said, look, are you up for it? Well, I'm, I'm sure like, didn't you? I mean, I was meant to start on a big BBC One drama and then I was going straight into another, into a comedy for Sky. And then I was starting yeah. playing Shylock in The Merchant of Venice. Yeah, I've seen. Theater thing. So I had all, my whole year was like panned Done. out. 
Exactly. Yeah. I had my school holidays sorted. It was yeah. all sorted, financially sorted, work, creative, amazing. And then it just stopped within the space yeah. of 24 hours. We all got the phone call today, pushing back the show. And the problem with this lockdown, for all the horror and the death and the awfulness, for our industry, we're not furloughed, so there's no, no yeah, so there's no end date because the arts is really low down. The Absolutely, are, yeah. And theatre-wise, if we've got to maintain social distancing for you know theatre concerts, that's going to be the last to come back. Exactly. How can we do that? Yeah. yeah. So for Julie to come through with it, and so a lot of us were sort of sitting there, and you've got your create, you know, your we're creative people. It's what we do, and. To sit there, you know, I became a great chef. I put all my energy into making things that I never even knew I could make. So to get these scripts and to feel that, that we're going to have something to work on mm. was like, you know, feeding on something when you've been starving. Yeah. It has been fantastic. And also to be, you know, it's been something to do with, the, as I say, with the people in our, in, in our family as well. And I mean, the great thing about this is, even though there is a, another show coming on called Isolation Diaries, which are four plays, TV plays set in isolation, one starring our very own Angela Griffin, mm. um, which, are, which apparently sound amazing, but they are very much uh, about yeah. isolation. Yes, the fact but, that this is filmed this way, but, but it's, it's not about isolation, yeah. is something really groundbreaking, you know? Yeah. And uh, something that we can, I think all of us agree that, you know, we, Th this is amazing, but we can't wait to get back on a film set and oh have my God. burgers at lunchtime and have a you know and have a chat with the crew and be able yeah. to actually leave the house. It'll never replace that. But I think there's a lot of things that we've discovered that we can do, and also it gives a great um, creative outlet to show people who are maybe young filmmakers coming into the industry. You yeah. know, YouTube is an amazing platform. Which which anybody anybody can use, mm. and uh, and I think seeing something like this will will give people a lot of inspiration and a lot of and, and a lot of hope that they can that they can be as creative as possible in this time and beyond. Yeah, and also well, it's good, it's the pride of is the pride of feeling that we were at the, the front line of yeah. making this work. It it feels very exciting and new and innovative, and it's it's great. It's yeah. Brilliant. I, I truly do believe and I truly do hope that, you know, theatre, you know, all, all these creative um, outlets that we've we've been used to will will still survive. They will. They will. They will survive and they will come back. And we've got to think like that because there's enough people spreading negativity, you know, yes. it's, it, it might take some time and we've all got to be very sensible and we've got to be very patient. And I'm quite aware that the four of us you know, are very lucky that we can feed our families and we're all living in nice houses. And there's a lot of people not like that. Yes. Um, not, you know, that lockdown is, is complete hell on earth. But I, I think that we've just got to try and maintain some positivity and we'll all come back bigger and brighter and better. Yes. I think we're beginning yeah. to value that things, our values have changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look who are the celebrities in our society now. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, things have changed. Can I just start though? Because nobody looks like they've had work done. But I'm just wondering when everybody's faces are going to start falling apart. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm noticing in a couple of people. Yeah. I'm also noticing people on telly who are terrible at their own makeup. Uh. Also, Jenny, Jenny, can I ask you a question? Has lockdown, has lockdown meant that you've reached for a vibrator yet? Tracy, she keeps talking about this and she's told Kelly before, she can't believe I've not ever had a vibrator and I'm 52. Tracy, Jenny Powell is possibly my sexiest friend until you've come into my life and now we're <laughs> on a par. No. Jenny, Jenny Powell, like Miss Sex Symbol since she was 17, has never, ever, ever owned a vibrator. 
Really? She no. can't accept it either. No, don't say you can't. I bought her one, Dem. Well, wow. I haven't yet because I don't know if she'd use it. She goes a bit err about them. Listen, but... I've got a partner. Why keep a dog and bark yourself? That's all I'm Listen, saying. Listen, I'm sorry. There's nothing. I've got a great partner, but there's nothing like a solo flight. It's always good to have something in the cupboard, isn't it? Yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> what do they say? Stockpile. Always good to stockpile. <laughs> all right. Well, look, I've purchased this rather on lovely microphone, so who knows? Who knows? Very similar shape. Yeah, there are some things I still haven't got my head around, and that's definitely one of them. But um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I found it. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, girl, do you know what? I can't wait. Kelly and I both can't wait to, to um, tune in for YouTube and Dumb Breeding. There's 12 episodes, 10 minutes long, and I'm sure we'll all think that they will. We will wish they were an hour long each, and I'm sure oh, that I hope will so. But we'd love to on. hear from you and let you know what you, you know. Let us know what you think. Yeah, maybe we'll have a catch up again because I love these. Great. Yeah, great. Hi, Kelly. Maybe next time we'll be able to talk to you as well. Yes, maybe. Yeah, it's cutting out, but we'll sort it out. (laughs) But thanks so much, because I know you're crazy busy with all the PR and stuff. And um, yeah, thanks, Dan. I texted you about three times. You never reply, but that's all right. And uh, yeah, Tracy's my new boyfriend. You texted me, have you? Yeah, see, have you? Did you see that? Have you? Okay. 